Blog Talk Radio. Hello, world. This is TJ Marcy, T Radio and Cyberspace Culture. Today, we're bringing you ET is Here with Ben Pelham, ET UFO researcher. He is a retired U.S. Navy, 84 years young, out of Dalton, Georgia, and he's been very interested in what ET is all about, and he's even formed Pelham Planetary Research as a researcher, and he's uh, finding all kind of things out there that we may or may not be aware of. So he's helping us in research and education on extraterrestrials and how we're going to live in this new paradigm I call the Ascension Age because I've wrapped my writing all up in a pretty bow. Now we're going to figure out how to write his ET is here with his website and keep him in the mainstream. But Ben has been a very active uh, person on the planet and accountable for all he's done working in the military. And he's got some uh, ideas and he made some websites and he's put a lot of knowledge out there, open source for those of you that may be a little younger or even older than he is at 84, but his brain is brilliant. And who knows, he, we're thinking he may be extraterrestrial himself. So well, I'll have uh, Janet Lesson of Hawaii joining us, we're hoping, in the next few minutes, and I've already informed Ben. But Ben Pelham, you're live and on the air. Why don't you introduce yourself, let people hear, you know, how did you become Ben Pelham? You want to give us a brief introduction? Yeah, uh, Teresa, how are you? It's uh, good to be with you and and your audience. Uh, ben <laughs> Pelham was, was born uh, in 1937 in the north, uh, slightly northeast Georgia, and uh, kind of raised in the country, poor like everybody else. And uh, in time, I, uh, I was always curious about uh, about everything, and uh, but in time I ended up going in. Uh, I'll shorten my story a bit uh, of uh, going in the Navy, and so I put a career in the Navy and retired in 1976. I retired from the Navy and uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and then I went back. Uh, first went to Pensacola, Florida, and lived there a total of about 10 years, and then uh, from there. I went over to uh, back up to to Georgia. Uh, that's where I am now in the Dalton, Georgia area. So along the way, uh, I started building websites and uh, nothing really fancy, but uh, nevertheless, uh, did build several of them for people. Still have uh, maybe four or five or six that I look after uh, even today and. Uh, Also, after coming back to Dalton, I taught uh, banjo and uh, guitar. Uh, Had a pretty good group of students on that, and I was uh, taught that for uh, three years, maybe just a little bit more. But I kept on with the websites, and um, my son and I would talk about uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials and whether they uh, were real or unreal, or we'd like to know more about them. So it kind of piqued my interest. He was already interested. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Teresa, I I learned from him today that he saw a UFO uh, in 
in the area you live in down there in the Gulf Breeze area. Uh, many years wow. ago, he said he saw one down there. I didn't know that till today. And uh, But anyway, his interest uh, is still high in it and, and mine too. So I started researching, and I set out to learn as much as I could by uh, subscribing to the various people in uh, ufology and anything to do with, uh, with uh, generally speaking, with space and space development and whatnot. And so I kept going along that line, and uh, one of the people I subscribed to was a man named Herbert Klein, K-L-E-I-N. He's uh, from the Netherlands. And uh, a very good researcher, he had done uh, a lot of uh, work in Antarctica and, and in the Arctic area as well. And uh, he found some underwater uh, complexes, a couple of them in uh, northern Canada, in the Arctic area. And one of them in particular interested me, and I, uh, he, had put, he had put his uh, coordinates down on the YouTube, or the, uh, yeah, the, uh, not, yeah, I guess YouTube. And so I, I took the uh, coordinates and, uh, and I used Google Earth Pro and uh, uh, went up there and zoomed in to that spot to see if I could actually uh, materialize the underwater complex. And uh, I found that I, that I did. And I kept working at it and working at it to get it better and better. And so that really excited me. <clears throat> I went on to take it from there into the... Let me uh, get Janet I, on here. Ben, uh, ben let, let me get Janet from Hawaii on here, Janet Lesson, to introduce you to her. Janet, Ben just started. Can you hear us? Hi. Hi, TJ. How, you Hi. Doing? How are you, Janet? <laughs> Maui, Hawaii. Yeah, uh, over Maui, is that where you are? We, Yeah, my husband and I live in Maui. And okay. um, we've been here, he's been here for 40 years. How about that? And I came yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I've been there, uh, flew through there on the way to uh down to New Zealand and, and Australia one time on a military uh, uh, cargo plane and uh, mm-hmm. played, played some golf there in, uh, I guess, uh, trying to think of what the name of the Air Force Base is there, but I played quite a bit of golf there. And, Hickam, uh, yes. Uh, Hickam, and, yeah, and I went out to the Pearl Harbor uh, Memorial, which they we just had that. Uh, and stood on the uh, platform above the USS Arizona and watched the bubbles kind of eerily come up, escaping from the uh, sailors that were entombed down below. It was really a a tough feeling to have to have and to think about that. I think there were more than 2,000 of them uh, on the ship that were trapped under there. Uh, But anyway... uh, I did get some experience in Hawaii, and I noticed uh, Dr. Sala has moved 
from there to to the state of Tennessee and Georgia here. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you told us something we didn't know. (laughs) I don't know exactly. Uh, He's not given his, uh, we don't know exactly where he's at, but he said he could access the uh, Smoky Mountains uh, pretty pretty quick. Uh Yeah, anyway, yeah, and so... Anyway, uh, back to the aliens again right quick. I'll finish up my background here <laughs> right quick. Yes, uh, go ahead. Back to uh, aliens. When I, when I went down to Antarctica, uh, I had to consider the time of day, time of year, uh, and everything in the settings of Google Earth Pro in order to have any chance of, of getting anything underwater. I know, but as I kept working, it was very tedious and very patient work. But I did come away with a lot of uh, very unusual images that I have posted on the website that I built, especially for uh, for things I'm finding in water bodies on Earth. It's called ET. Let me ask you a question on that. Yeah. So you're saying you went to Antarctica, or you went virtually, or uh, yeah, you I went, went through physically? The computer, through the computer. And I was okay. using a Google Earth Pro. And uh, what they do is they, the satellites, as you know, they, they come around and then, then they do their mapping and then they place uh-huh. the, they build their globe in, in their virtual globe there. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to tiptoe through the different dates and the warmest time of the year and whatnot and pick up some images. And uh, I found some, some really beautiful stuff in the Mawson Station, that's uh, an Australian station down there. And I found some in uh, Julio Escudor Station. I think that's Chile, maybe. Uh, Also... Well, let me ask you something about that, because I'm I'm familiar with it. I I think some people call it LIDAR, and, you know, people are looking for anomalies. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I was on Johnson Atoll, which is a remote location... 800 miles southwest of, of Hawaii from yeah. December of 95 till February of 97. And there's an underwater um, extraterrestrial base there. And during my time there, I was uh, uh, able to go on that. And I've been uh, starting to write that up in my book, and that's going to be in the book that um, TJ and I get out some, sometime before. April or May. <laughs> yes. Go uh, ahead. Did you have a question? Yeah, and it, where was that at, uh, where the base was? Where would you say it was? It's called Johnston Atoll or Johnston Island, and it's where they launched the um, test the nukes for Bikini Atoll, and it, it was a submarine base. The story is that they dredged the water up to make uh, the island bigger, and it looks like an aircraft carrier when you fly into it, it's so, now no longer uh, available for, um, you know, the military. There was, when I was there, I encountered extraterrestrials in the underground base. Uh, uh, I had a, a couple of people verify they had similar experiences. And um, so now we're all, all trying to come up with their stories. <laughs> I just wondered if you had looked, I'm sure it's blocked, if you you might want to add that to your list of things to yeah, look I'll at. Yeah, uh, but okay. I'm not. I'm not hearing you clearly. Did you say Johnson Atoll? 
J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, Johnston Atoll. And uh, Dr. Sala wrote an article in 2009 when Obama got elected. And it's a series of little teeny tiny islands. So he said that the um, extraterrestrials and a bunch of, uh, you know, big wigs in, in the earth, met yeah. at Akau, which is A-K-A-U, on Johnson Atoll, that little oh. group of islands. And they, had, and they apparently had these meetings between extraterrestrials and humans yeah. um, uh, all the time. All the time they're having meetings. It's not just back with Eisenhower. No, there's ongoing meetings. Um, different people have reported it. Um, uh, you know, TJ and I have done, uh, what, since 2012 we were interviewing, but we've both been on media, you know, for the last 20, 30 years. And so, anyway, so I wanted to just share that with you because uh, the reason I'm mentioning that is when you're, when you're stationed there and you're, I was a civilian working for, I worked for Columbus Services and then we were under Raytheon for a period. Um, you have an option of going on tour. And part of the tour that you can do is, uh, the Marshallese Islands and, and Kwajalein and uh, I think it was Greenland and Antarctica. <laughs> so um, I was considering for a while they're doing the tour because it was very interesting, um, but I, I didn't uh, stay long enough. I, I decided to go back to a private life. So I know there's something there because when I was um, – because I'm an experiencer, lifelong experiencer, yeah. the, the government knows who we are. I mean, we're all in their big database, and and they know when they they knew. Looking back, you know, it was so obviously obvious to anybody that looks at it that they were just uh, they knew it was coming, and and they were just uh, <laughs> you know screwing with me, <laughs> screwing my head, right? And so, yeah. um, so there, there's bases, there's under, there's no, there's. There are extraterrestrials underwater in these bases all over the world. Yeah, and, there is, uh, I was telling Teresa, yeah. Janet, that I think we have more extraterrestrials on in the waters and, and within the Earth than, than the human population here. I really do think that. Uh, I think that's true, and there's there's no reason for it not being true because of their their ability to uh, build in the ocean, under the ocean, in the earth, anywhere they want to go. Uh, I think they're here in huge numbers. That's just my own uh, my own feeling about it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're just here. And uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. When you, uh, when mm-hmm. you, when you see some, uh, a race of beings that are as little as 10,000 years ahead of us, that's, that is really advanced. And uh, that can, they can do things that we can't even dream of, you know. So I don't doubt right. it's there. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I will take Google Earth one day, and I'll go down there to the uh, uh, Johnston Atoll, and I'll look around, see if I can find some of these well, aliens. they probably <laughs> won't let you on there. Even when I was on it, I had to get top-level clearance. I only no, got no. on there because my boyfriend had clearance. They don't let you near the island. Now, you may be now because... They dismantled the top level. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. a, but I, I don't think they let you in here because they may, they call it a wildlife sanctuary. 
so they don't yeah. let humans on it because of it. And uh, I'm going to have to go on mute for a second here because I'm expecting a call, but I'll be back. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, so that's Janet Lesson of Maui, Hawaii, and uh, they're authors and part of our uh, past Ace Folk Life bin and uh, ACO Club and, you know, helping people as authors, consultants, oracles, and orators. And Ben here is doing a good job of helping us as an orator on uh, giving us live history and Ben, tell us about uh, your ET is here while we're talking about extraterrestrial UFOs and researchers such as yourself, because this is quite an interesting title. We have people listening. ET is here with Ben Pelham. If <laughs> yeah. People want to know who's talking. He's 84, former retired <laughs> U.S. Yeah. Navy chief and very accomplished gentleman, played golf around the world and was <laughs> flirting with telescopes and photos of uh, people and places and things. So, Ben, E.T. is here, and uh, we're going to talk some about his very interesting uh, – oh, my goodness, let me get this guy off here now. Uh, my, somebody was calling in on my phone. I hope I didn't interrupt it too badly, but uh, Ben, with the ET is here, and uh, you got started, like you said, you're talking about your son got you interested, but what, now you said you have not seen any UFOs in the sky, you're more uh, under the water kind of extraterrestrial researcher. Uh, I've never seen any that I knew of, but no, I have not. I've seen them in this reality plus the conscious reality of you know, being yeah. interdimensional predators. Okay. Well, that was quick, Janet. Okay. All right. I, well, where I'm, were we? Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I might have to go again. That wasn't quite the call I was expecting. But um, so we were talking about, uh, so if you try to get on Johnson Angel, I don't know. You can check. I've I've seen YouTubes where people say they've gone on Johnson Angel. I mean, it was dismantled, I think, around 2000, 2001. From the official, uh, they used to have the rotation with the military, you know, the real uh, Army. They had Army, Navy, uh, Air Force. They had um, uh, what they called, they were doing uh, mock battles because uh, they they had Russians there. I know when I was there, there were Russians. I don't know what the Russians were doing there. (laughs) But it was very interesting. Yes, but go ahead. Uh, it would, uh, if I went there, it would be through the computer. That's what I was referring to. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. I think Google Earth. I thought you were going to travel down there. Yeah. For all you listeners, Johnston Atoll, if you're looking at a map, is along the Hawaiian Islands. It actually is an outlying uh, minor island that uh, doesn't no, 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 no. It's, it's 800 miles. It's 800 miles southwest of Hawaii. It's not... Well, it's, it's not seven hundred seventeen nautical miles well, uh, south of Hawaii. Well, I'm talking about looking at a big overhead map, uh, but Janet lives in the Hawaiian Islands, so it's far for her. But I'm just looking at a little tiny map, and it's around there. So Johnson Atoll Airport was closed in 
2005 Janet, and it's not maintained. But remember, they had Agent Orange there, a disposable place there too. They had they had all the chemical weapons of the world that they disposed of. That was their official uh, cover story as to why they existed. But underneath oh. there was a ET military base. And so that was, you know, the story. There's always a cover story, and there's there's stories within stories within stories. <laughs> but I don't want to take mm-hmm. too much away um, from that. I just want to, and I'm sorry, I've kind of rushed here because I'm expecting another call, and I can't stay on the whole time. But I wanted to talk to Ben uh, about what what he believed, I, and then you can go into the details of the research and everything. There's se- there's several people that are doing the looking at the the, the um, you know, Google Maps, or not Google, what is it? The Earth and, and the other ones. There's a lot of people doing that uh, research. and um, But I just want to go into your philosophy, Ben. So, because you were U.S. Navy, retired. How did you come to believe in extraterrestrials? What happened that you formulated these, this belief system? Well, the, uh, just I think uh, I've always been inquisitive and always trying to invent things and always uh, anything new is always interesting to me. And I had seen different movies like we all have, but it was through my son who had uh, had actually bought a book uh, when he was in grade school and uh, that I, I really didn't know at the time that he was uh, looking into UFOs and things like that. But after he was mm-hmm. grown, uh, he was a grown man. Uh, then we, about two, and two, two and a half years ago, we started uh, talking more and more about UFOs. Uh, I guess it might have been uh, partially prompted by people like Tucker Carson, uh, Carlson on Fox News every now and then would talk about UFOs. And uh, some of the other channels would talk a little here and there. So, uh, out of our conversations, uh, I thought, well, you know, I'm interested in it. I just want to set out on a journey to prove to myself, uh, to myself whether they're here or not here. And uh, the overwhelming answer to that is uh, yes, because there's so much evidence that I have uh, have collected, and not only on Earth, but uh, on the moon. I've had tremendous success on the moon. I've found uh, 27 different industrial complexes uh, on the moon to date, and those can be seen on my planetary research uh, site, uh, pelhamplanetaryresearch.com. Just go there and and go to the moon Mm -hmm. page. You'd see some beautiful, beautiful uh, images uh, of uh, actual industrial complexes up there. And uh, I was able to get them, Janice, through the uh, worldwide telescope app, the uh, Google Earth Pro app. Is they they had their globe? They had painted it over so thick, so thickly to make sure that people like me coming along couldn't find anything. And so I had to go <laughs> over the other telescope to find it. But uh, I, kinda, I came away uh, knowing that the moon is inhabited. It has intelligent beings up there. 
and uh, I've got about maybe 50 to 60 or more good photographs to prove that. And so it's easy now for me to assume that if all these uh, beings are up there uh, in carrying on extremely heavy industry, well, they're going to very uh, uh, logically, they would be anywhere in the universe, and that's what I think. I think the universe is uh, populated. It's just been kept from us by NASA and uh, the mm-hmm. CIA people. They don't want the, the anti-gravity technology coming along and other inventions because it would knock out big pharma. It would knock out the petroleum industry and knock out the big bankers of the world, and that's what the fight's all about. And so... Uh, I have managed to to find a way in and discover some things, on, especially on the moon, that they hadn't planned mm-hmm. on anybody finding. Because you've seen all the and interviews. I, we're also we're also on Mars too. I think this is oh, yeah. the, there's you no know, the cover story and F, yeah. so yeah, yeah. and and oh. I think there's a lot more interactions between different humans and extraterrestrials so we have the whole all these experiencers there's millions yeah. of experiencers that have had Absolutely. contact and but then they i don't know who's doing it if it's a, but human and extra extraterrestrial but they do the mind wipes and then they make people doubt you know what happened but then when you start connecting the dots with other people then you go okay that's what's going on um but they're still they're controlling whoever is they i don't know there's all kinds of stories about who they. They could be extraterrestrial. They could be reptilian. They could be interdimensional. They could be archons. They could be Anunnaki. They could be humans. They could be the, the Illuminati. There's a mysterious they <laughs> that is. Uh, it could be uh, a simulated uh, reality, and, and then the computer programmer who made the reality is controlling the narrative. But somebody outside of ourselves is controlling the narrative. And so we're operating from like within this virtual reality, within this game, and it's all uh, everything's controlled, and, it, and it's uh, it's been that way. It's been that way since we were created, since human beings were all created. Yeah. So I don't know what we can do besides spin stories, because there's no real quote unquote proof. We just have stories. So that's why everybody's crawling. Now everybody's crawling out of the woodwork with their stories about this and that. So. Um, no, and I, I don't have much time, but um, I can look at that your website. I got the, that from TJ earlier. Uh, it's called uh, Planet dot com, correct? And you're saying you have a bunch of pictures. Oh yeah, there's that some can, beautiful. Are they very very quick? Yeah, just, just okay. Let up, me look uh, at that. Yeah, go to the moon, and uh, when you get on the landing page. You'll see a beautiful picture of uh, of Uranus, and uh, just click photos above that, and it'll take you to the listing of planets. And then just go down the list till you find the, the moon, and click that. And there's two pages full of them in there, and that that's not all the images I have. I'll just put those in there, and uh, yeah, you'll also find uh, uh, since you mentioned that uh, on my YouTube channel, it's just Ben Pelham. You'll find a uh, a screen capture video uh, that I'm uh, with commentary where I simply just go through my web their web page. The title of it is uh, a, a quick trip 
through my website is the title of it. But it's real easy to look at, and you can uh, cast it over to your television in your living room, and really, uh, really, really uh, get a good look at the uh, at what's up there. Mhm. Okay, so I'm looking at the moon pictures to see what you have. So, so it's hard for me to understand what I'm looking at. I guess maybe it's me. Um, so these are these are the shots, and you're saying that's showing a. Oh, okay. This is this is Earth Moon. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this is an auditory thing, so people are going to have to go look at it themselves. And I and it it might be me, but I can't always see what people are talking about when they have photos yeah. like this. There's just, a lot of people uh, what, have. What, a, get in there, just yeah. go go to the moon photos. And there's two pages in there, and uh, you can really get a good look at what's up there. Maybe I have to have a bigger screen because I'm just getting like lines and stuff, so I'm not yeah. right, not seeing the right thing. Okay, so then you have a, a movie watch on YouTube, so I don't want to click that now because it'll interrupt our show. But yeah, all right, so I invite YouTube people to go look at all this screen capture video. That's an easy way uh-huh. to do it. And also, yeah, okay. At the bottom of, of pages one and two, uh, where the moon pictures are, uh-huh. I've got a little uh, screen capture video giving instructions on how anybody can go and get those images out of a, a used as an well, example, uh, Hermite Crater. So you'll you'll see that too in your private time, and uh, you can go over there and, and capture your own images, you know, if you like. Teresa, I think we've lost Janet here, maybe. Uh-oh, hold on. Yeah, Janet, uh, can you hear me? Oh, that's Chicago. Hi, Chicago area. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Janet, can you hear us? Uh, she's on. I don't know why. Yeah, can't. She, she, she may have muted her. Uh, her uh, Janet, you may be muted without knowing it. Just so you know, you're still live on the air. I'll refresh the screen, okay. Janet. But, yeah. Oh, she's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, when I refreshed it, it showed that it, yeah. it dropped her, so she'll come back. All right. I was going to tell you, while we're waiting on Janet to come back, Teresa, uh, if people wonder about whether ET is here or not, let me give, give you some food for thought. It's in the second... On page two of the photos in etishere.com, page two, and uh, you jump in there and you get to the uh, from the from the top down one two three four five six the sixth photo from the top on page two is all. Okay. Uh, it's uh, what I consider to be an extraterrestrial base that's under a golf course, under a golf course uh, mm-hmm. near where I live, where I've played yeah. a lot of golf. And uh, the stuff there is so, so different. Island Forest? Uh, yeah, I found, it, I found it in a lake, a small lake up there. What are we looking at when I spread it out bigger on my screen? It looks like a, 
a shape of a man on the ground and then a head. What are all these shapes? They're like men and a head. It's almost like we're looking at crop circles. No, but, are you? Are you into my, are you on ETSHere.com, page two? Uh-huh. Uh, it says ETSHere.com, pond, uh, point left north of Highland Forest Lake, yeah, that north, 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 north. Okay, the fourth image down is the one I'm talking about. Fourth, it's, I thought you okay, It's on, uh, under a lake. So I'm on page two. Okay, the first one, ETSHere. Yeah, area go, of Mawson Station, Antarctica. Antarctica. Number three is Mawson, Antarctica. Number four, That's Helen where you want to go. Just take a good look at that now. Uh, what am I looking at, the green part or the white part? Maybe it doesn't come across on our laptops it, properly. It's, a, it's just a photo that I have placed there on the... It's it's number four of the photographs, well, and it's um, on a on a golf course. What are we looking at though? Because ours are just colors and blocks. I, I consider it to be a, uh, an extraterrestrial uh, location. Is what I what I consider it to be, and I'm just going to let you study it. You know a little bit. The people listening. But what are we what are we looking at? Because. The pictures are green, and it's got a little white and a pink thing on it. But, see, we don't understand how to read these uh, Well, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure of, of really what, what you're getting at there, Teresa. That, that'll be fine. I was just filling in while Janet was gone there, and uh, we were talking about whether E.T. is here or not, that fourth photo on page two there, uh-huh. uh, it, it'll tell uh, it'll tell the story. Even the first photo that there on on Mawson Station is really amazing. Do you, do well, you see it on page them. two? VT is here. How do we read them though, Ben? Because uh, the colors there's what well, all the human eye can see are color swatches. We, okay, is is uh, that what you mean for us to understand how to look at them? Because no, that's, that's it's how they're appearing uh, to us. We need to, we need to be on uh, on Zoom or something. <laughs> it's difficult to uh, get off into colors and things when you're just talking, you know, like we are. But anyway, yeah. uh, the, let's let it be sufficient that the people can go there. To etishere.com and look through the uh-huh. photos, and they can think what they want to about it. You see. Yeah, we're going to have to know how to. Uh, it's got the name in white, but it's color swatches, and we don't. It's like looking at overhead landmass, but we don't know how to interpret the photos because they're yeah. in color and in different. So yeah, you're going to have to uh, teach us, I guess, on your Google. Or on your YouTube, click yeah, here to go well, back well, to one, know what one day uh, down the line when when you start broadcasting with uh, like on Zoom live YouTube, yeah. Uh, then we can uh, then we can do split screen and put our pictures up there and really look at them good, you know. 
Yeah, Janet and I have been talking about that for years, and she paid yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for Zoom alone back in the day. But so yeah. many people have gone to that in StreamYard for just 25 a month. So, you know, there are ways to get it out there. Plus, YouTube is free, I think, if you want to put it up open source on YouTube and split screen. Now, I don't know, but we'll figure all that out because all of us have learned how to use Blog Talk and ET uh, radio shows. But going live on the air, either on Skype or, like you said, so many companies use Zoom these days. But, yeah, this would be more uh, picture-oriented and showing us how to read the color swatches. Maybe you don't know what we see versus what you see. I don't know that they're they're showing us what you see, but we just see color swatches. Yeah. You know, like well. looking down from a plane, different boxes of colors. It it just looks like uh, little boxes of colors when yeah. we look at it. It doesn't I, translate. Well, um, that the folks. They can just look at it and get it and study it, and then uh, I just put it up there as evidence of what I'm finding, and uh, they can interpret it for themselves because... Uh, is Herbert Klein, Herbert Klein, is that part of your group? Or is no, Herbert Klein, you study with him? He just, he's somebody I subscribe to. You know, I, I like his uh, research. Oh, okay. He's a researcher too. Yeah, he's just one guy out there that's doing research. There are there are others, uh, really good researchers out there. Uh, one is uh, Tommy Tacoma, T A C O M A, doing a lot uh-huh. of good work. Uh, Mars and, and some on the moon, and uh, uh, Jimmy Roberts. He's been around for quite a while. Uh, he's done a lot of good work on Mars and uh, quite a bit on the moon as well. Uh, they're good researchers that I like to follow. And uh, there's another guy uh, that that has uh, been around for quite a while. Uh, his YouTube channel is uh, Roger in Kansas City, and he abbreviates Kansas City, just Roger in KC. He he's, uh, had some good work. So one of the things he had, uh, Teresa, of interest to me was uh, an uh, extraterrestrial base, and I think it was insectoids, what I think it is, but it was on the, uh, an Indian reservation in Arizona, and I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, Macaibe, uh, Macaibe Indian Reservation in Arizona, uh, he found uh, uh, some extraterrestrials and their spaceships uh, were parked out front. And another good piece of work by Roger was, uh, uh, it was a, let's see, and they call it, uh, I believe he titled it, an alien base in the uh, Himalayas. Uh, My goodness. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's it's really some good research there too, and uh, deep down in those hollows, he he was able to to find uh, some aliens. I I personally think they were insectoid also, but he said that uh, the spaceships they would line them up uh, around the river, the river bank that ran deep, deep, deep in those dark hollows, 
and they would use them. They were camouflage to where if you were up in the sky flying over, you wouldn't, you couldn't get any definition on them. And uh, he went in there, and especially toward the end of the video, got some really good uh, video of of them there. He said they there were. Uh, he estimated that that the string of spaceships was miles and miles and miles through those mountains out there. And so that kind of ties in with some of the research of Dr. Sala. He was talking about, uh, I believe back in the 60s or 70s, somebody came forth uh, talking about being on board ET base in the Himalayan uh, mountain areas out there. So, so anyway, yeah, those are... Yes. Those are some people. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, so I said people can check them out, and uh, you have to be aggressive in this. You have to be interested in it, and uh, just kind of try to find what you can from the people that you can. And uh, so these are just some of the people that that I've learned a great deal from. I think maybe you, uh, you know how to interpret what you're looking at. And blow it up where we can understand. And the aliens, uh, they had a border for Conca La Paz, or La Paz if we say it in the south, but <laughs> La Paz, Conca in the Himalayas, where they had uh, people coming and going from uh, Hindu pilgrims that were sighting triangular flying objects. And that yeah. they called it Oxai Chin Lake. And Mount Kailash, or Kailash, Kailash, depends on your accent, I guess. But uh, so you're one of those that studies actual extraterrestrials landing on Earth, which is an interesting philosophy of people have always ventured here from other extraterrestrial groups. Now, can you get into anything about how you can tell the difference? In the extraterrestrial UFOs or UAPs, when no, you're I, looking at the sites underwater, I, I really can't. I know some of the people that follow have talked about the. Uh, uh, they estimated that 80 to 85 percent of the UFOs that are spotted that they belong to uh, earthly, earthly governments here on Earth. Yeah. And so Earth I, I just know what, yeah, they're, what they say about it. So they, they say most of the uh, UFOs that we see are basically belong to the, the cabal and to the, uh, to the space program here on Earth. Well, yeah. some of them, but not all of them. Uh, because we have not of Earth origin even... Back in the 80s, when I was in uniform, we were studying extraterrestrial origin, not of Earth, with J.L. and yeah. Heineck, and having to keep it secret, you know, or above top secret, depending on your clearance yeah. level. But, uh, you know, that was strictly because certain people, like uh, Clifford Stone, was on a, a research or search and seize our cleanup team, depending on, you know, who was telling the story. Yeah. But, uh, you had to be open-minded and usually 
have an extraterrestrial uh, ESP or open mind that you weren't in fear. You couldn't be in fear of and work around them, so only certain people were chosen. But, you know, it was based on your level of your uh, electrical system, your own ET system. Uh, Everybody has a natural system that we go by for fight, flight, or freeze, fear, you know, fight, flight. You freeze. Yeah. And we some you remember in the military, even those during war times, we had a, a certain ways to uh bring people in and have them adapt and hopefully learn to adapt and overcome their own fears so they could be of service to humankind. But now if you're yeah. in the Navy and me in the Navy and then knowing that we both believe there's something going on here, Ben, that I believe the US naval intelligence and we have so many different intelligence levels now in cyberspace security but i believe we're supposed to assist in getting the word out and the navy always took the lead in the historical documents but uh you know we go back to roswell is the main kingpin or on a linear timeline now what studying in the ben pelham our pelham research uh planetary research Pelham planetary research group is you are willing to assist people to learn to read because right now when we look at the pictures on our laptops we don't know what we're interpreting we just see different swatches of color and land masses but you're saying these are underwater photography and you have yeah they are they're taken by screen captures using the Google Earth Pro uh, that, that's the way I got them, and then I put them in a uh, uh, photograph, photos, uh, photo processing software just to work with the uh, normal adjustments of contrast and lighting and saturation to to, to draw out the picture. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff I put in Mawson Station, uh, some of it uh, looks weird. But if you look in it and see the symbols, extremely unusual symbols that show up all through all of the stuff that I'm finding, uh, it's to me it's kind of a giveaway. It's it's uh, it's not pixelation and all of that because you got definite you have the definite symbols that are around in there that are very very interesting to look at. And uh, why why am I picking this up anyway? Because of using Google Earth Pro. When I move away from the water in an area of interest to me, I move away over on the snowbank or whatnot, I don't get anything. So I'm picking up uh, images, and uh, I have a theory. My theory is that the uh, extraterrestrials uh, that are there, and some of them, I guess, are are in cooperation with humans uh, in Antarctica, but... It, it looks to me like the uh, there's something, a signal of some sort that is being emitted from them up through the water that can be picked up through the satellite technology. That's the only explanation I can come up with why I'm able to get these images. Is uh, I kind of uh, look at it now like it's uh, sort of an identifying uh, identifying place. 
it, uh, it's their place on the map. If you're an alien traveling through or coming in on a starship or something, it'll let you know uh, that there's an alien base there and what kind it is. That's what I'm going with right now. I can't prove it. But uh, the fact that when I move off from over the water, I get nothing. Move over the water, I get something. So uh, that's what I'm standing on right now. You look in, the, in mo all of my stuff down there, it, it's really unusual. And the, the symbols and stuff that's uh, in the uh, images I'm getting are really different. So well, I, think, uh, I think there's something to, to it, at least. Personally, think there's something to it. I, I guess, uh, Teresa, before we uh, skip out of time, don't you think we ought to go to the moon maybe and talk just a little bit? Whatever you want. It's your show, Ben, and you're trying to help us understand who you are and what you see and your passion for doing this. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we start, we're saying ET is here. And we all have our own perspective and our own intelligence and conscious level. But yeah. sure, whatever, because you have uh, all this work you've done, and we've got to understand how your mind works and how you see all this that we're not able to see in the pictures of color swatches because we don't know what we're looking at. So you're going to have to, yeah. you, know, you know, you know what's coming out of your mind, and you have a little picture of a human on the yeah. left side of your your pictures. But we don't know how to interpret other than color swatches are like driving over in a plane looking yeah. down at farmland until you tell us what we're looking for or making it bigger. So we're, we've got a, a long way to go here to understand how much – because you put an awful lot of work into this. And yeah, there's got to be people with you that are all doing the same thing with these underwater yeah, – yeah. We uh, we may never understand it. Uh, uh, it's just a glimpse that I've been able to gather, and uh, it 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 just is what it is. The the first image on that page too on etishere.com looks to me like some kind of futuristic heavy industrial equipment. It's kind of uh, greenish in color, but it's organized in a way that it it does uh, indicate to me that intelligent design is all over the place there, and some of the other images uh, are not as good as that one, but some of them are quite good. So it just so these watches. This is underwater squares is, and yet some of them have human form or heads or they make different sizes. Oh no, so you're no. Saying no. Uh, what you're looking at the heads, uh, Teresa, I put that in there. Well, uh, I mean it, the uh, inside the, the green swipe. In the, in the lower left part of the photos on the, on that uh, website, uh -huh. I've just got the alien there just, just, for, uh, just for fun. I put him in there, you know. Yeah. So I, we I'm not picking up uh, any – I'm not identifying – any kind of a human or any other being that that has four uh, that has limbs and legs, I've not seen anything like that. Well, why are these color swatches that are so important in the photos? They're supposed they're separating something underwater, and you're saying these are possibly underwater bases that we're yep. looking at. I think they and, are. 
Uh-oh. What about the CERN level, Switzerland? You wanted to talk about that, and we'll go to the moon. But uh, yeah, you're yeah. traveling through telescopes, and Over. you're Over. an analyst. I would consider you a photo analyst based on you're taking what's being given to you through the telescopes, and you're of service to others doing the same thing, working with various crews. And you're constructing, uh, taking it and taking it to a lower level than we can see with the human eye in granulated, but saying these are underwater bases. Tell us about this CERN and uh, the Tim Berners-Lee energy as far as helping extraterrestrials or consciously connecting with many of us that do believe in extraterrestrials or that we are extraterrestrials. We're just walking and talking around in our carbon-based units. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because CERN, people, and Tim Berners-Lee was there at CERN. But you said under the water there, there was some interest, and you've been on a couple of radio shows or will be on a second radio show talking about your findings. But we've got to get how to construct what you're talking about in our minds. So it's going to be more of a visual but ET is here. Tell us about this CERN, like the Himalayan mountain expeditions, uh, you know, 8,200 years ago in the uh, Himalayan mountains. Many of us know about those, and they've been written throughout the years yeah, of uh, yeah. extraterrestrials coming to Earth. And we know that story, and uh, many of us connect to that, back to, you know, Atlantis, Moo, all those stories. But your story is updated up to CERN in Switzerland, and you said the underwater. What did you find of interest there that uh, okay. we should be talking uh, about? Uh, CERN uh, is the area there near uh, Lake Geneva, and uh, Lake Geneva sits on the national boundary lines of uh, France and uh Switzerland, and uh, that's where the uh, the big laboratory is there in uh, in CERN. Uh, I forget what they call it, but uh, the scientists are busy at work there. And uh, most uh, people have read about that in the past, where they have that 16 mile tunnel that uh, where they do the experimentations. Trying to uh, find out more about. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, the nuclear research they have going with yeah. uh, their it's hostiles. It's supposed to be the, uh, uh, most secure or the most uh, protected site, I guess, on Earth by, by some uh, some people say that. But well, what I was interested there. Right. I was interested. In, uh, uh, I wanted to go there and see if there was anything in in the lake itself, because the water bodies was my main interest there. Aside from the CERN facility, their their experimentation that, that were going on there. Sub subsequent to that, I've learned from reading different reports that the CIA has a uh, a huge, huge base uh, down under Lake Geneva, and uh, they have uh, tunneling leading leading out of there and rail systems 
uh, transport, transporting in and out, and several thousand people worked there by some reports. But anyway, uh, when I started zooming into the lake to try to, to get some images out of there, uh, the, the lake itself, uh, either from the uh, from the CIA slash extraterrestrials under there were sending up a hologram or written into the satellite technology of uh, Google Earth Pro. Uh, when you zoom in to a certain point, this huge covering automatically covers the lake uh, to keep you out. And uh, you can back up just a little with the telescope, and it'll go away. You, you, you go back closer, it'll come back again. So it's, a, it's definitely a keep-out uh, mechanism that's built uh, in the satellite technology or either a hologram being generated from, from underneath. And uh, so what I did, I made a, uh, a short screen capture video of the uh, of the algorithm uh, tripping uh, over the lake when I would zoom in and whatnot, and I have that on my YouTube channel. It's uh, just Ben Pelham on YouTube channel, and you'll find uh, Lake Geneva in there. I have other examples of the same thing in uh, uh, in Lake Tahoe, California, Nevada in uh, Houghton or Houghton, uh, Michigan. There's another a base up there. And uh, there's one man reports in from time to time uh, on Facebook to me that he has seen uh, what uh, indicates to him and others uh, what they call uh, directed energy weapons being fired uh, down in and from that lake, you know. And uh, so there are several instances of that, and that's uh, that's kind of uh, why I was there. Are you there, Teresa? Oh yeah, can you hear me? I, I'm hearing buttons and, and beeping. <laughs> I didn't know, didn't know if we stayed or stayed too long or what, you know. Uh, anyway, oh. uh, there's something uh, been going on in uh, Lake Geneva, and the latest uh, intel report that that I read this morning. Uh, from one of the intel sources, uh, her name is Kirsten W., and uh, she talks to the other people, and she said that uh, she expects uh, earthquakes to be triggered pretty quick at, at Lake Geneva, which would flood everything uh, underneath there. She also said that uh, the CIA base had been dismantled there, and she took it one other step. She, she, she indicated that they very well may turn to uh, Antarctica next uh, with their uh, in, induced uh, earthquake technology. So there's a lot of uh, stuff circulating in the air. People just have to take it, uh, you know, just listen to it and analyze it and, and believe what they want to about it. I guess if we, if we read in the paper, or see on the news that uh, they have earthquakes in the area of Lake Geneva, we'll know she was right. <laughs> so that's, that was my interest in it. 
But to really answer your question, and anyone in your audience that's curious about that, need to go to my YouTube channel, Ben Pelham, and just look for the little uh, screen capture video, and they can see this algorithm launching, and I'd back away from it, and it, it would it would clear up. But when I tried to get back to the lake again, it would launch again. They can see it in action, and uh, and make their own decision as to whether something is there or something is not there. So I, I'm yeah. convinced. I'm, I'm convinced there's a lot going on right there at Lake Geneva. Well, we've got a lot going on with CERN and how we're moving forward. Uh, that was founded in '54 at the Franco-Swiss border near Geneva. It was a laboratory, you know, for Europe's first joint ventures with 23 other member states. But the yeah. Large Hadron Collider, that's where we were looking for the God particles. Yeah, that's, so that's the word I was looking for a while ago. Yeah, a, yeah. Large Hadron Collider, yeah. So that's what yeah. it's best known for with physicists. And we've come a long way in science and you know, empirical study with the images and how we feel about black holes or just making a small, small holes in the universe, so to speak, from that. So that... Uh, you know, comes up. It used to be a lot of uh, concern in space about black holes and uh, how we're moving forward in the abyss or the mass or the void or what we call the expanse, really, on um, how we're always expanding and moving this little ball, you know, around. But if this little ball we're on spinning through space starts making little things, it starts getting involved with uh, Bible prophecy and. Uh, they call it, they used to call them uh, conspiracy theories. Anything you couldn't prove, but you conspired to think, you know, what if? But nowadays, I don't know what we're calling all this because it's fringe. But at the same time, you feel like that this is stuff going on underwater that you're bringing to light with people that have this new way of looking at photo identification and analysis. And knowing what you're looking at, and we're we're hoping that you're going to define what it is that you want us to see and understand. And maybe we should do more, you know, weekly video, not just radio, but get you where you can show us. But you do yeah. have a YouTube uh, channel, but uh, I guess 3D, your website is 3D Pictures, but YouTube uh, ben Pelham. Now I'm there. You as B E N folks, and then space P E L L O M. That's his name, and he yes, shows the last letter is M, as in Michael. Ben Pelham Planetary Research, and yeah. helping Ben get the word out on this disclosure of what he feels is his industrial complexes. On the moon, you wanted to talk a little bit about that, uh, and underwater at CERN, and alien life consciousness, and your Audible. Now, your books, are you going to make books, or are you already started making books? Uh, on, uh, uh, you're talking about a book, uh, Teresa? Yeah, of your discoveries. I'm, yeah, looking I'm, at I'm not. Uh, I, I think. Down the line, somewhere uh, a book would be warranted, but I've, I've not really taken positive action on that yet. Uh, 
I'd need to have probably a, what they call a ghost rider, somebody else just take the key points for me and then plug them in somehow, maybe get some word out. But uh, yeah. to, to manage all of that, it's, uh, it would just draw well, me tell away us from about this. I'll be more than happy to help try to make sense of how I, I realize this is very in-depth study that you've done, and I'm trying to grasp it the best I can. Now, these other gentlemen that are interested in your work, they they must have a better way to show it, maybe on YouTube. Uh, but this Nicholas Vinyamin or whatever, when you Isn't look at your name, name is he pronounces it Vinyamin. Uh, Vaniamin is and it's spelled V V is in Victor E N I A M I N. Now and he's got thousands of, of visitors, tens of thousands. Yes, and he he's does. very interested in your he's work. Got a, he's but, got a lot of reach. Uh, well, I've never heard of, of him. So you brought him to light in our UFO Association and with Janet uh, and I in our alien alienology. But tell us about him. What do you know about this gentleman, and how did he contact you? Well, as far as uh, Nicholas goes, uh, I had found out about him uh, by following uh, different groups that I follow, one being like Michael Jaco and, oh, okay. uh, and Mel Kay, uh, follow her some, and uh, others. But what they do is uh, occasionally they go on each other's shows, and uh, so I then then I started uh, subscribing to to Nicholas Vinyamin's uh, uh, channel, and uh, he has quite a few very interesting people on there. One one person he has on there that's quite interesting to me is uh, Michelle Fielding. She's uh, from England, and uh, she's on that show quite often herself, and. Uh, a very interesting person, but uh, to answer your question about how I got hooked up with him, it was through Michelle. Uh, she's on my LinkedIn uh, network. I had invited her to uh, to join the network, and she saw one of my uh, lunar images, and oh. she, uh, yeah, she made a note that she would like to chat about it, and then uh, she went another step. She she talked about uh, Nicholas Benyamin might like to uh, hook up with me, and then she came back later and said that he was uh, interested. And uh, so we started communicating at that point. Recently, Michelle came back into the picture again and uh, told me that uh, that uh, Nicholas was trying to was interested in getting a hold of me again. And Good. so, uh, yeah, and so he uses uh, WhatsApp, you know, a uh, little uh, WhatsApp. I think you have used that too. W-H-A-T-A-P-P. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he sent me a message, and this last message I got from him, he asked me if I could come on. Again, on the 22nd of December at uh, 9 uh, a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and, and I told him I could. So that would well, be my second uh, second time to be with him. 
I see yeah. him in Telegram. He's got 177,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah, Nick he has TV. And then yeah. he's in the UK. Is he normally in the UK? Is that where he lives? No, he, he's, uh, he was he was a Greek a Greek Cypriot, and uh, he's a British uh, uh, he's a British uh, citizen. And, oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And see, apparently, I think he lives in England, but uh, that was just some of his background. And uh, he's a lawyer uh, and all of that. And uh, very smart man, and he has, he has so many people on there. Uh, you could subscribe to his channel, and you'll be surprised at the different people that's on there. Uh, he has people on there uh, from fields like you're in with the you know the, the mystical, the channeling, and and uh, yeah. remote viewing. And stuff. He has a whole uh, he he has uh, people from all all those walks of life, you know. Yeah. Well, that's kind of background that? on Nicholas there. Well, uh, whatever, folks. Uh, you know, Ben is getting around town at his age, so he can hook you up now, networking. Now, uh, Nicholas Amon, and he uh, apparently is very well known in his 30s. He's British and uh, interesting name. And Ben is introducing him today. For our TJMRC T Radio American Communications Online and Aquarian Radio, right here uh, for those of you into the ET business, uh, our supernatural mysteries, unexplained paranormal. We uh, cater to apparently the same one he does, spiritual movement. But uh, he's an investigative journalist with 22 years experience. So Nicholas V E N I A M I N is introduced through Ben Pelham here, 84 years young, telling us of his uh, interest in extraterrestrials. And what Ben is bringing us is an interesting offshoot of extraterrestrialism, if you will, of one of the isms, alienology, uh, ufology. We use ologies. Uh, I know we started them back with. Uh, Alan Hynek and uh, Stanton T. Friedman, Terry Friedman, and uh, they're both past now, and we're picking up the gauntlet and keeping it going with various UFO groups, associations like Mutual UFO Network Central, we call it the Center for UFO Studies, and uh, our UFO Association and ACO, Alien Contact Organization. Well, Ben, you have a very interesting twist on life and extraterrestrials as we know them, especially aquatic uh, extraterrestrials, improving that UFOs come and go from bases that are being uh, hidden from those unless you have the equipment, which apparently you've acquired some software. Is that what I'm to understand, that your software can break down yes. your getting? Tell us uh, about prerequisite that. on using that Google Earth Pro uh, in the Antarctic area, especially, is you must uh, you must know the uh, the warm the warmest months down there to, in the area of Antarctica that you're in, <clears throat> so that you get away from the ice being covered and everything over where you're at. So you you uh, get your warmest time of the year. And then, of course, you have to get daylight also, 
And once you get that, you get in there and and, uh, and hope you get lucky. And just it's uh, it's just a concentrated, very tedious type of work. But if you're motivated uh, enough, uh, it can be done. It it can be done. And that's how that's how I did it. Now the when I take the picture or the screenshot uh, of the water drawn up really tightly, it basically just looked kind of just kind of like a black image. And I put it into my uh, Zara photo and graphics designer photo processing, and then I basically got two two little uh, adjustments in there. Uh, the lighting and contrast will, will start to bring it in. And from there, then I copy that and put it in a second software of mine, which is a very good software. Uh, it's called Photoscape X Pro. And uh, once I put it in there and I go through the same little adjustment uh, like I did before with the, the normal little sliders, then I draw out the best image that I can. Sometimes you'll find your image is not very good. Sometimes it'll be it'll be uh, halfway there, and then sometimes it'll be what what's acceptable to you. And that's how I kept working tediously uh, to accumulate the images that I have there. I also have a, a, some images of an underwater a place I discovered in Southwest Chile. And it's uh, not too far from uh, Isla Esmeralda, and and that means uh, Emerald Island in English. And they have an underwater installation there that's quite large, also. And uh, it's uh, the definition of it is good enough for you to see that it that it is there. And uh, that's a, about, I guess in Chile, that's about all I've got right there. But but it can be done. It can be done, and uh, some pictures are better than others, and uh, you just have to be strongly motivated to, to do that. And well, you're going to have to help us learn all this software, Zero, I guess, with an X or Z compared to Adobe Photoshop. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a European software. It starts with an X. Oh, it <laughs> X, is Zero. X-A-R-A, and uh, Photo and Graphics Designer. Uh, and you get it at a company called uh, G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S.com, graphics.com. They, uh, they're the people that own the software. Very good software, and it's very affordable. Uh, it was on sale Last time I checked in recent history for only $39.99. And then the uh, the other software is a, a get it. You, you can buy it from uh, Microsoft uh, for $39.99 also, the Photoscape X Pro. Really good software. And uh, that combination... That combination works uh, quite well and really did do a good job for me on the moon up there, too. Well, apparently Zara is out of Germany, from what I can see. Yeah. 
and so they have I, about us. It's it's really sophisticated. It'll do a lot more than just working with photos. Uh, it's a very sophisticated program. It's very cheap too, uh, for people that right. have a good clear mind. You know, young and lots of energy. It's a uh, I don't work for them or don't get any money from them, but it is very good product. <laughs> very good product. Right. Well, we'll look into it there, Ben, because if people want to get involved in what you're doing with extraterrestrial discovery underwater bases, they're going to have to get a little technically oriented. And Zara out of Germany has software that he's using, and then uh, he can break it down for you. And I don't know what all we're going to discuss, but, you know, he has websites, and he is – designing and working with various software, graphic design, photo design, and promoting various people not meaning to in the uh, expansion of our UFO community or alienology community with ufology and alienology. And then we have unidentified anomalous phenomena that Ben's doing uh, with underwater graphic design, Photoshop, all from uh, space back not looking outwards, and like with me, I'm out there looking, you know, in the stars and working with beings and the conscious and multidimensional. Go ahead. What did you say? I think I think we've lost you. Uh, uh, also, Teresa, I'm going to have to be going off pretty quick, I think, and uh, okay. if I could leave my email address before I take off. and uh, Please, yes. Yeah. Yes, ben, uh, how do they contact yeah, you? The people in the audience that are interested uh, can certainly write to me, and it's just B is in Baker, and P is in Paul, E L L O M as in Michael at gmail dot com. That's my. Uh, email address. It's also on uh, both of my websites. And uh, you can uh, you can write to me and uh, I'll answer any question you have as best I, as best I can. And uh, that next uh, Thursday when we come back on, uh, we can get deeper into the lunar photos uh, the success I've had up there on the industrial complexes is yeah. uh, it's uh, amazing stuff. The the quality of the photos uh, are I'm amazed by it myself. You know, and uh, the the Lord has really blessed me in that and to, to let me go and do these things. I'm amazed at it. And, but nevertheless, it's real and, and it's there. And the, the photos are really good. So. I'd recommend We're going to have to understand you, how your mind works and how all this equipment works and how you can see underwater facilities and how how we can do it ourselves. So we'll have to follow you on your YouTube channel, folks. That's Did you say Ben Pelham uh, spelled out on YouTube is one word, B-E-N-P-E-L-O-M? It's two words, Ben Pelham. That's my channel. It'll bring you right up. Okay, well, folks, let's tune in to Ben Pelham and figure out how to look at this because there's going to be all kind of people interested in this new technology or underwater taking pictures that are supplied to us by via satellite brought down to, I guess, 
global or universal? What was that when you said worked better than Google, universe, something? I downloaded it, but I can't remember the name. Ben. Uh, universe. Oh, you're about satellite technology. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. The, the, the technology that, that I use on the moon is I do use Google Earth Pro, but only to help locate things because Google Earth Pro will let you uh, put in coordinates if you have them. It'll take you to a place, but when you get there, you'll find it's been plastered up to you don't really see anything, but you're in the right place. And what you have to do then is pull up a, a the worldwide telescope client, they call it, <clears throat> and bring it up side by side uh, in another browser. And then uh, knowing where you are on Google Earth in the right place, topographically, you've got to match that with what you're seeing in the other telescope. It's a little tedious, but you've got to outsmart it. And once you get it up there and you know you're in the right crater and whatnot visually, then you're ready to go to work and start to capturing your images. I explain that in complete detail in the, uh, the the little screen capture video at the bottom of uh, pages one and two of the uh, of the moon, moon photos on PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com. It's it's very specific. Uh, anybody that's interested, that it will get them going. Wow. Well, thank you so much. We're looking forward to figuring this out together, folks, with Ben Pelham as he grows his community with other communities and uh, how we can all link together and network what we're doing together because we all believe ET is here now. So we'll continue with Ben's uh, field research and analyzing as an analyst what his photos reveal as an AI researcher and uh, keep going and look forward to networking with you and your friend Nick V and his TV and Vian not say his name again. <laughs> the gentleman. Uh, he pronounces it uh, Vinny Amin. Vinny Amin. Yep. Vinny Amin. All right. Yeah, well, we he, look forward to hearing about that and what uh, you're going to do because you're helping bring him out to the community by bringing him and exposing him to the UFO Association here in America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ben, uh, with your banjo clips and your moonshine discussions, your UFO uh, UAP and your uh, alienology and ET is here with your ET is here website. So we look forward to you linking everybody together, Ben, and, We'll try to do our part and get you into our UFOassociation.org and building that forward with what you're – if we can figure out how to talk about all your in-depth research into these photos <laughs> and things. We'll try to get Ken to come back on too, folks. Ken Johnston is a favorite with the moon photos. But next week we'll go more into the moon with Ben Pelham, if that's okay with you, Ben, and whatever else you want yeah, to talk yeah. about. It is. Send so. me email. Been real nice yeah. being with you, Teresa, and uh, your audience you, also. And, you uh, sound much better. You sound louder, so I'm glad you bought that apparatus. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's your phone. <laughs> it does. You sound a lot better. Thank you yeah, so much, good. Ben. That's really good. 
I look thank forward you, to Lester. next Thursday, then, Teresa, at 5 o'clock. Yes, sir. Gulf Breeze in Maui, Hawaii, with Janet Lesson on Aquarian Radio, folks. And uh, this is TJ Marcetti Radio in Cyberspace Culture with Ben Pelham and all of his ET UFO researching. And it's PelhamPlanetaryResearch.com and ETisHere.com. Please look at those and Ben Pelham on YouTube because we're going to have to have a show and tell with Ben Pelham and uh, all his friends like Nick Vinyamin <laughs> in the future. We're learning new people too, networking. All right, love and light. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back uh, Saturday. Thank you, Ben. Enjoyed yeah, you it. I'm a have, have a good evening uh, and go free. You too. Yeah, and I'll send you the link. Thank you, folks. We'll send him the link and to Janet, too. Thank you, everybody.